Today I'm talking to Jim Worcester, who is involved with putting on a number of local music endeavors. Are you a musician yourself, Jim? No, I'm not a musician. But you're certainly involved with a lot of local music endeavors. You're an entrepreneur, a community advocate, an activist, and I think probably, maybe this should have been at the very top of all that, dad to a daughter with special needs. And that's where all of this stuff that you're doing started. Why don't you tell that's us a little right. bit about your, your personal journey? Well, we have a daughter who has autism and other disabilities, and she's 30. And we also have a, a super other daughter who uh, has a doctor's degree in psychology. So we have kind of two kids at the opposite end of the spectrum. And we've been advocating for both of our daughter's lives, but more so for our younger daughter for forever. And we'll continue to do that until we pass on. What we've been working on as other parents are is planning her life for the next 50 years when we're not here. It's a scary thing at this point, isn't it? Yes, it is. As a mom to a son with autism, first of all, you fight a whole lot when they're growing up for the right structures and uh, services and just acknowledgement and recognition and help as they're going through school. And so you're just sort of immersed in the moment as you get through all those years. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, they age out of the school supports. You're like, well, now what? Where is it? everybody. Where'd you go? So it's so, so important that there are parents like you who are doing this kind of work. Tell us a little bit about your New Avenue Foundation and what you've been able to do to help the young adults who are at this stage in their lives. Okay. Well, another father and I, Tom Rinke, uh, he has a daughter with cerebral palsy. We started New Avenue Foundation in 2013 with a mission to help create more meaningful lives for people with disabilities through innovative social employment and housing programs initiatives. So we pretty much started out, since housing is really a whole a whole new world, that's very complicated. Social activities was what we started with. We started working at farmer's markets and providing little activities for our kids, young adults, to get out into the, the real world and get out of their bedrooms and not play video games and so on and interact with people. And that's the way that the community really needs to see our kids. If they don't see them, then they don't know how to deal with them. Exactly. And vice versa. So our kids need to be out there, need to interact, need to learn skills, and uh, just be a real part of the community. So from that point, we then started doing other little activities like cooking classes and hiking classes, which we should really get back to doing, but we're a super small organization and need a few more people to uh, to help us. So then we talked to our local church, which is right around the corner, and we wanted to do something, and that's really kind of where churches should fall into all of this. They're the cornerstone of a community, and they really need to, to help build support and things around our kids. So the pastor at the uh, Princeton Presbyterian Church in Springfield was very excited about doing something, and we ultimately came up with a new idea to start a, a coffee house, which still is a place where families of individuals with disabilities and caregivers and everybody can come, have a meal, share a meal, have dessert, have activities, and then listen to great live local music. We've been doing that in you know, a non-judgmental environment where everybody knows how to react to to people who might have a meltdown and so on. And it's just been really great. And the music community has been super great. We don't pay them. We can't pay them because we're only working on donations. But we would we would like to do more in that area. But it's been over three and a half years, and we've been doing this every Friday night. 
with great music, and we only take off one month during the year, and that's August, and we start up again in uh, uh, September after Labor Day. So, yeah, you, yeah, you're not taking off the month of August because here you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, here I am. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't remember exactly how we first came into contact with each other, but I do remember you from the media's far- media, my hometown of media, uh, mm-hmm. the farmer's market several years back. And now, of course, uh, you're involved in our favorite around the corner from our house coffee shop. And uh, one of the missions there, as you noted, was to bring people who uh, maybe would be hiding in their bedrooms, you know, uh, or uh, forgotten, you know, by other organizations. And you're bringing them to the forefront and you're giving them jobs and putting them in visible situations, which I think is just, you know, socialization and community is what everybody deserves, first of all. Uh, It doesn't come naturally to a lot of these young adults. So to provide a safe environment is just absolutely critical. What else I love that you do is hands-on stuff. You have coffee mugs that are made in your shop. Uh, You have people who are grinding the coffee beans who are being employed, uh, who maybe wouldn't have the opportunity to get jobs any other way. Do the people come to you or do you go out and find people? I mean, certainly there's enough to populate these, these programs. It's really the connections that you make with other parents and with organizations. And then when I hear things or meet somebody, I don't know, something in my brain just makes a connection and says, well, let's try this. Have you thought of this? So whenever I I meet other parents or other little organizations, you know, small like ours who, you know, employ their kids to to make things, then I I just want to help them by getting their products somewhere where they can't do it. So they might be in Bucks County. And then so we're down here in Delaware County. So we kind of extend their, their range. We purchase their items and then we give them a little bit of money and then we make a little bit of money and then we spread away awareness of of what the kids can do. So with those mugs that we have, they're made by two young ladies with cerebral palsy. They're twins, and they live up in Souderton. And we met them a year or so ago, and that's something that they love to do, and they're very unique mugs. They're beautiful mugs. I love them. And you're right. Each one is completely different from the next. Right. So everybody, everybody has a value and a skill, and it's just a matter of giving them the opportunity to find what they can do, what right. their gift is. Giving them a place. Now, you mentioned earlier, and this is such a crucial component, as you stress, about the housing. We've been lucky that we found a, a couple of different programs that our son has been involved with. One was down in Georgia and one now in Narberth. Mm-hmm. But in neither one of those situations is there a devoted, committed housing situation. Members of the program still have to find their own apartments. They live within a community. What are you thinking about? Like, are you thinking about sort of like a dorm kind of situation or an apartment building that you would take over where the whole organization is centrally located? What What's your vision? there? Well, we're kind of all with certain Medicaid rulings. Everybody is limited to what can be done. And then if you want to go outside of that, you can really do whatever you want. However, if your child gets waiver funding, then they can't really use that funding in that environment. So we're really kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. And we parents know what each of our kids would flourish in, but we may not be able to do that. So we might be limited by the legalities of things. Although there's lots of community type places being built in Florida and Arizona and other places 
spaces, which are good for some people. You know, there can't be a one-size-fits-all. You can't just say, okay, well, you guys have to live in a right. in a group home with three people, or you can live in a house by yourself, or you can't live in a, a, a complex, or you can't live in a community. That's that's kind of discrimination, and, you know, nobody, no regular people have that problem. Right, they can yes. live wherever they want, but there's rules that are put in place where our kids can't, and that's a real problem. Yeah. Well, you just brought up another really major topic, and that's with Medicaid and with Social Security funding. And it's for parents who have not been involved, even for parents who have been involved for years, it's still a maze. Mm -hmm. You know, one person tells you one thing, somebody else says something else. It's, It's a monthly ongoing, often battle, reams of paperwork, sometimes court appearances, engaging lawyers with with the limited resources that government right. does provide. Uh, and as we said earlier, school resources are tapped out after a certain age. And this whole process can be extremely costly. And insurance doesn't necessarily cover, like just basic insurance doesn't necessarily cover all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be very daunting to parents who are coming into, again, particularly at this age, with their children who are now young adults. And it's like, what do we do next? Right. We don't have the right. resources. And it's really, beyond that, it's just stressful. Yeah. It just breaks yeah. you. Marriages break up. As a parent, breaks you down, and yep. it can break families very easily. And yeah. That's what typically happens according to the statistics. You know, you really have to try to hang in there for your for your kids and just fight the battles every day. Yeah. That's really what it is. You, yeah. We thought that when we were in, out of school, we said, oh, wow, this is going to be great. It's going to be, yeah. we're not going to have to f- do the same things we thought about in grade school, but the that's IEPs wrong. You have, to, and all you, that. you have to fight for them. You have, to find, you have to find them, first of all, and then <laughs> yeah, fight well, for them. Because they're not just presented to you anymore. Yeah. yeah, and the thing, too, is that, as you said, the word ongoing, it will it goes on because it's not like all of a sudden one day there's an aha, oh, we're all cured, everything's fine, you know, everything's in place. There's always going to be something, and there always is the battle for understanding, too, from others yep. as well. But boy, God bless you for doing something so grassroots. And and like you said, you just you hear a conversation and it's like, oh, there's a seed planted there. And then you take it somewhere else and just getting all these different ideas to fruition just to see what sticks, what works, what helps. That's what not everybody can do. But being sort of retired, (laughs) but it's just from one world to another world. And now I just do what my passion is, and that's to help our daughter and and others like her trying to solve little problems that others have to solve too. And they're not all solvable immediately. They just take a long time, if ever. Well, sometimes it's just a, such a relief to find another parent to talk to. Right. That's and just true. say, so did you go through this? Yeah. Or how did you handle this? You know, to get different perspectives. So with that thought, let's give out some information here about different ways that people could touch base with you to maybe find out more about what you're doing or maybe even just, you know, like I said, just touch base and say, have you had this experience before? You have the New Avenue Foundation. What is that right. website address? That is N-E-W-F-D-N dot O-R-G. And then you have the Community Cup Coffee House. Right. Then we have our coffee house, which is every Friday, and that's OurCommunityCup.com. And then we even have a third website, which is our coffee business, and that's similar to that website, but it's OurCommunityCup.coffee. Everything on there kind of 
brings people up to date, and then we have newsletters that people can subscribe to and, you know, try to help out in, in many ways. We're really excited about, I guess, the last thing I wanted to say was running a coffee shop in Havertown in the fall, and that's really our next big adventure. You're not retired. No, I'm not retired. <laughs> not no. in the least. <laughs> no, no. But, you know, the mission is the same. We just want to help people with disabilities and be able to give them a paycheck and have them have a meaningful life and enjoy themselves exactly. by uh, working at something which is hopefully not stressful, but in an environment which is really cool and everybody can feel good in the community space. Exactly. What everybody deserves to be a part of a community. That's right. Well, thank you for your work, Jim. We'll uh, direct everybody to your websites, and I'm sure there will be a lot of parents who will be uh, very grateful to, to be able to get more information from you. Okay. Well, thanks very much.